Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I am your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and it is going to be a great one. (laughs) We have the amazing Elizabeth Moore in the studio. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Thank you, Betsy. Super excited to be here. Gosh, Elizabeth, I have known you two decades, I want to say. This is a second decade. And we are very young, so we were like embryos when we met. (laughs) Teenagers. We're almost embryos. No, okay, we weren't. But um, I've known Elizabeth a long time, and and today it's so great to have you on the show to really talk about um, your path on how you, you know, kind of came through your educational background, but how you entered your professional life. And, you know, very successful, I'd like to highlight professional life. Um, but also you're a philanthropist and you're a mom and a life partner. A lot's going on with you. So uh, let's go a little bit back. Um, so tell us a little bit about your path and tell everybody about your business you're in. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk a little bit about how you got here. Okay. Cool. Well, um, let's see. So I'm a CPA, tax accountant, and I'm a tax geek extraordinaire because that's what I love to do, which I know nobody understands. I think I'm crazy, but it's true. I, gosh, I became a public accountant in 1993. Oh my God, that was forever ago. And um, fell in love with tax probably in 2000 and decided to get my master's in tax because, you know, I like to be a super tax geek, not just a regular tax geek. And so um, now you're a master. I'm tax a master geek. tax geek. Yeah, exactly. So, um, gosh, that was enlightening for me because I'd been in public practice for seven years before I got my master's, and then, and I'm doing the work, and I'm I'm really good at what I do. But having that educational background was super helpful to me. Like it just opened my eyes to so much more and made me so much better at advising my clients, not just doing tax prep, because you know that's part of my job. Of course, all day long we do taxes, RGO. Oh my gosh thousands of tax returns, literally. Um, but that's not the, the most fun part of my job, I feel, because I really like advising my clients, you know, like you guys, you and Doug and um, Kathy Hawk and, and Gary, you know, I mean, anybody can do a tax return. HR Block can do a tax return, but we offer additional level of planning and consideration and looking at the big picture kind of a thing. So now, it's really curious to me because it feels like of one thing that changes all the time, it's tax. Oh, God. Yes. Um, and for those of you who are listening international, we're talking about taxes in America. Uh, to give you a context, um, not to talk about taxing in your company or in your country, but it feels like that changes. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like everything you learned a week ago, <laughs> a minute ago, <laughs> yes. just got changed. Yes. So, uh, how do you stay up on all the things that are new? <clears throat> because, as you said, you know, you love advising people, but then, of course, you have to be the smartest one in the room mm-hmm. um, with that. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I mean, you are absolutely right. We probably get, you know, a minimum of 100 tax law changes a year. And then, of course, some years, like, 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was huge. You know, 2,000 pages of legislation that they had to pass before they knew what was in it. You know, that that whole deal. They don't usually (laughs) read things in Washington. Uh, For those of you listening abroad, our legislators don't necessarily read things, but they pass them and then we get to implement them. So we digress. Exactly. Okay, so after they passed this incredible change. 
oh my gosh, so 2018 tax season, meaning all the tax returns we filed in 19 for 18 was just insane. It was the biggest, most sweeping tax law change since 1986, which was also a huge tax act. I think that was, I forget who was in office in 86. But anyway, um, it's just, we, you, we roll with the punches, you know I mean? It was awful and I literally considered 2019 my worst tax season since I had Peyton. 2010 tax season was horrific because okay, you have to tell people what since I had Peyton so that wasn't a client it was not Peyton Manning a client but what happened what joy what happened happened in your so life? on December 29 2009 my beautiful baby girl was born and I would took five whole weeks off and came back to be smacked out in the middle of tax season so I'm very very happy that the um what should we call it the statute of limitations has passed on that year because I don't remember a whole hell of a lot of it. Um, thankfully, that was 2010. So we're good. Right? It's, it's all good now. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, that's the other thing I love about this job is every single day is different. Everything is some, every day is new. I learned something. Hell's bells. This is my 26th tax season. I learned something new every day. I mean, who can say that, you know, right. about their job? So yeah. Right. So that keeps you enthusiastic which is really great because if you say uh, doing taxes to me which is kind of like doing math or, or watching paint dry or watching paint dry or <laughs> anything hard that would not probably be my right brain uh, best thing right um, but yes. thank the dear lord there's people like you that are self um, considered tax master geeks uh, we love that about you I love that. so like so you kind of got it early that you were interested in this yes and then what did you learn along the path so you know, you're heading through school. Like, was it hard? Were you so into it? It was easy. Oh gosh. Or, or tell you know, tell people yeah. listening who are thinking like, well, you know, I, I like the part that's changing. I like the challenge part. I like the advising part. What would yeah. you tell them from your path? Well, you know what's so interesting about that is you just said it. The key to the kingdom. People think that because I'm an accountant, because I'm a CPA, I'm an awesome at math. That is not necessarily true. And you do not have to be a math geek to be a tax geek. Let me just tell you. I mean. We have computers and software these days that do all the math. Really? Yes. It's like the calculators Thanks. when I was young. God. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and it's very sophisticated and it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars for this, you know, tax software. Of course, last year we had to check everything on the damn tax software because it was so new that we're having a hard time getting the forms right. The mm -hmm. IRS literally had, you know, mistakes in their instructions for the forms. I mean, it was insane. It was so slapped together. Um, but... Where are we going with this? I forgot. Well, we're going into what along the way? Oh, yeah. Math was yeah. Well, so I so that's me. Yeah. Outsider thinks you have to be good in math yeah. to be good in tax. It's so not true. I mean, you. What is any, the number one thing you have to be good at? The number one good. Well, I think a lot of it is people and people skills and relationship building because yes. people are pouring out their souls to me about their financial lives and their tax situation. I mean, you know, I hear crazy stories all the time and. I think you have to be able to be somebody that's empathetic and also sympathetic sometimes and just, you know, a good listener. Yeah. And um, I think that's helped me tremendously in my job. I think I'm just a naturally good listener. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Right. Is being empathetic and, and talking about the whole picture. Right. So you don't have to be a, a good math person. Okay. 
Okay, we have now debunked <laughs> the math myth. The math myth about being in tax. So now all of you that are running to this industry. Um, so tell us though your path to partner. So you are a partner here at this firm, very successful firm in Denver, Colorado, and it's so nice to see women in high places. That would be you, woman in high places. Um, but tell us that path because again, we want to inspire young mm-hmm. people and young women to yeah. think about you know, being another partner just like you. So how did that work? So, I mean, you have to work hard. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, But everybody's about, you know, work-life balance these days and flexible schedules. And I think this job is great for work-at-home moms who decide that, hey, I'm bored. I want to do something different and I can do taxes. We have trained people to do taxes that have absolutely zero experience. So if we can train, you know, a mom who used to be a flight attendant to be a tax preparer, we can absolutely take anybody from any degree. It has, it could be a business degree. It could be a marketing degree. It could be any degree and train that person to be a CPA and an accountant. I mean, the caveat to that is that, you know, you have to have 150 hours of education these days to get a CPA license in Colorado, which means, you know, more than likely a master's degree. Um, but, you know, most people are getting master's degrees nowadays anyway. A lot of them are going straight to school to get a master's in tax or a master's in accounting, um, which I don't recommend, by the way. If you are in accounting and you're getting your degree, work for a couple years, get some really good experience under your belt, and then go back and get your master's in accounting or tax because it's going to make so much more sense right. than a person hands-on real life. straight out of college. They have no clue what the heck, you know, the code and regs are. I mean, they, they just wouldn't know. I mean, right. it's, yeah, so anyway. But it's a great, fantastic industry. You will never, ever, ever lack for a job. I mean, especially in Colorado with the unemployment being like negative, for God's sakes. I mean, it is almost impossible to find people and to find good people, people that don't mind working 40 to 60 hours a week, you know, during busy season. We do. We work hard. But we're not a, a, what I sometimes call a sweatshop. You know, we're not some of the larger firms that will kill you the first two years you, you work for them. We're not that, that type of firm. We really, really believe in family and um, having a life besides just being a tax preparer. Well, that's what I think is so cool about women in leadership in companies mm-hmm. is kind of the, the big the big picture right. saying that, you know, if mama's not happy, the tax the tax people are not going right. to be happy. You know, you got to really figure out how to have that work-life yeah. balance. Exactly. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast. We have the amazing Elizabeth Moore, a partner at Ryan Gunsalls and O'Donnell, a firm in Denver, Colorado. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. We're back on Boost Power Podcast. And Elizabeth, I want to dive a little bit more into some like real life issues. So let's talk a little bit about work-life balance and your beautiful daughter, Peyton, because I call you out and and really um, thank you on behalf of all moms of the kind of mom that you are, that you, you know, really, really focus on Peyton and are a great, great mom alongside of being a partner and alongside of your 40 or 60 hour work weeks. So we'd like to give real ideas on the show. So what would be like a couple things that you do, you and Mark mm-hmm. do, to kind of keep Peyton 
you know, balanced. In, in balanced and in center, in that mm-hmm. center point of your family, mm-hmm. but also respect that you do carry a big career outside the home. Wow. Yeah, no, that's probably the hardest thing I have to deal with, right? I mean, particularly during tax season. Thank God my dad comes literally for two months. People are like, what? He's decent. He lives with you for two months? I'm like, heck yeah, I'd have him live with me all year long because he's fantastic help. And I think it's so important for him to have that relationship with Peyton and for her to have that relationship with her grandfather. It's just been a blessing for me. Um, that's one thing. The other thing too is when I am with her, I'm 100% with her. You know, I think that's so important. You know, be on your iPad or be on your phone. I mean... You can't, you can't do that and have a a really good quality relationship and, and have the conversations that just tickle you pink and just blow your mind. I mean, you know, 10 year olds are amazing. (laughs) So, um, I think that's important. So I, I work hard. I really do, but I try to make my hours, you know, during busy season, 6am to 6pm sounds crazy, but that way I can pick her up from school. We can have our time together, you know, have dinner together still, even though during the heat of the crunch time. And um, I don't work on Sundays if I can help it, because I think it's really important for us as a family to go to church and go to brunch and you know have that time together. So I might not be able to spend as much time with her four months out of the year, because I can't, because I can't do everything. But when I am with her, I'm 100% with her. And I think that's the important part. Well, I can also call you out that you share a passion in your family for uh, snow skiing, (laughs) and you really get an award for driving your daughter every (laughs) Every Saturday, an hour and a half in traffic. (laughs) If I'm lucky. (laughs) So snow school, and I think you've done Keystone, Colorado Mm -hmm. for many years, but what is it about sharing an activity like snow skiing that you would give as a tip to other people thinking about ways to bring their family together? Well, that's another good example, because... Every weekend in January and a couple weekends in December, we go to the mountains and we disconnect. I mean, it's just the three of us. You know, we're skiing, we're we're eating, we're drinking, we're we're having a good old time. It's like a mini vacation every single weekend, which is super fun. Not really good for my waistline, but super super fun. And Peyton just digs it. I mean, she totally loves skiing, and and Mark and I love skiing, and we pass that down to her. And I'm just tickled that she she loves it so much. She went from a four to a seven this year. The instructor said at her last lesson she could ski any terrain on the mountain. I can't ski every train on the mountain, but right. she can ski every train on the mountain. Okay, so excited. tell outsiders that don't live in Colorado what going from a four to a seven means. So she's in ski school, and she started, well, originally at one, right? And she got up to a four, and she was stuck at four for two years. And this year, she went from a four to a seven, meaning she can ski black diamonds. She can ski any train on the mountain. So there's only 10 levels. So she's at seven, and she'll go to eight next year, which is yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, the first thing she wanted to do on Sunday was going on a black diamond run with moguls and trees and rocks. And I said, no, no, dear heart. Not your mom. Not your mom. You She's got to be available and alive for taxi. Exactly. I can't break a leg right now. <laughs> Bad thing. I love you. Hey, I'll see you at the bottom. Exactly. Awesome. So, yeah. So, it's, I think that's really important. Well, one thing I also know about you is you are a great networker. And um, I want to, to give ideas for people listening about what you found is the most effective way to build your business. Because I know, again, with shuffling a busy life and your daughter and, you know, some fun for you. Right. Occasional sleep, I know. It's only occasional. <laughs> um, so over the years, what would be some tips you would give people that have worked well for you in building mm-hmm. clients? 
So I, you know, when I first moved to Denver almost 20 years ago, of course, you know, I jumped right in with both feet, went to every chamber of commerce to, you know, pass out the business cards, joined every group and burnt myself out pretty darn quick because I think you need to find something that you love and that you're passionate about, not just the networking piece. That's why I love the Alliance of Professional Women and the committee that I'm on, the outreach committee, because it's community service based and it's also you know, we volunteer, we, we have food drives, we have bra drives, we have, you know, toiletry drives for, for people that need that kind of a thing, sock drives, um, and camp experience because it's such an awesome, amazing network of women. And I feel loved and appreciated, not just, I'm not handing out my business card. That's, that's just, you know, I'm not, not going to do that anymore. I just don't think it gets you anywhere. Right. I mean, how many piles of business cards have, have people had, I mean, I had them, it's scary. I don't know, <laughs> but I think it's more important about forming a relationship with somebody, not just handing out a business card. So that's would be my advice is to jump in with both feet, serve on a committee, you know, get involved and find something that speaks to you. Well, I would call you out and say thank you for your 15 years of sponsorship <laughs> of the Camp Experience Network. And what I have noticed is just you're consistent. You know, that for all these years, you've been a leader, you've been a sponsor, you've allowed the machine to work to go raise the million dollars that we've raised. But also you show up, you come to the social events, people know you, and we're very comfortable referring to you. So I would add from my years of experience as really being who you are and really being solid with your reputation, your name, and what you can do, um, because then we all feel so great referring to you. It's a big family. Right. And no one ever hesitates if they call and say, gosh, I need a a great accounting firm. I need a a tax specialist. I'd like a master tax geek, (laughs) I believe are the words they use. Master tax geek. If I could only find a master tax geek, then that would would be the cat's meow. Right. (laughs) Meow. Uh, so so I get that you're on purpose to serve people in their tax world, and I get you're on purpose as a great mom. What are you excited about now? So, you know, you've been there, done this for many, many years. How many years have you been in tax? Oh, God. This is my 26th tax season. Tw- uh, how can you be barely 35 years old and 26 years as a tax genius. I was a tax genius at the right age of you 10. You were a master tax geek genius. <laughs> Embryo. She started as an embryo, ladies. Uh, she started as an embryo. So, so what are you excited about now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you look at, you've had an established place in this firm for a long time. Your daughter is going to do nothing but grow up into her teenage years. Just warning, warning, oh, warning, God. warning. I don't even think about it. I was getting aside since mine is now seventeen. What are you, Elizabeth, excited about? Well, I'm super excited about 2020. I mean, I just feel like this could be, you know, it's the start of a new decade, the start of a new, not, I'm not turning over a new leaf, so to speak, but I just feel like I'm in a really good place professionally and personally, and the firm is in a fantastic place right now. We have more staff than we've ever had since I've been here. We, as you know, with my struggles over the years, not having staff has, has been a problem. I mean, I don't want to work 80 hours a week, 60s. Fabulous. It's like being on vacation. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I think this tax season is going to be so much smoother than last tax season. You know, we had another round of tax changes. Don't get me wrong. It's never, it's never ending. But this last tax act, the secure act about, you know, IRAs and such is more a planning issue than actually affecting the 2019 taxes that are due now. Yes. So and this I'm, is an evergreen podcast. So people could be listening to this outside of the 2020 
packed here, but what about you? Go Me? a little deeper. Like, um, Elizabeth Moore, other than your very nice comments <laughs> about your industry, which, but what about you? What, you know, what lights you up right now? Gosh, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, my work is so important to me and my job is so important to me and it's so ingrained in my life. I mean, particularly, you know, me and Mark being both tax freaking partners in different firms. I mean, that's a lot of it. I mean, if work's good, life's good. <laughs> I mean, when work sucks, life is not fun. So yeah, that, that. I, I'm super excited about that. I mean, I'm excited about Peyton being in the fourth grade. I can't believe it. It blows my mind. And she's growing up and she's amazing and sweet and kind. And, you know, I pray every night over her and, and say, you know, those are my prayers. You know, I want her to be sweet, loving, and kind. If she's beautiful and smart too, yay. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is I so always important. do good on sweet, loving, and kind. I'm not so sure I made the beautiful ranks, but, you know, I digress. Sweet, loving, and kind. Absolutely. Sweet, li- we're going that with the sweet, loving, and kind. Sweet, loving, kind. And then if you're beautiful and smart on top of it, yay. It's a bonus. Well, I think your daughter is beautiful and smart as her mother is beautiful and smart. And, um... It's, I just can't appreciate you enough for all the great work you've done in the world and the great partnership you've done to allow, you know, a million dollars of good all over this world because Yay. of you, Emore, one of my favorite people. <laughs> also, uh, I will call out that you are a great golfer. And uh, is the golf trip happening? Is it always happening? So I do have my annual golf trip every single year with my golf girls, as, as I call them. And yeah, that's in August. And actually, we're going back. To, I'm going to Iceland again. I don't know if I told you that. Um, with my golf girls. Because I told them about the trip that we had, and they were like, what? We want to go? And I said, really? So I'm organizing it. Thank God for Carol Calkins, because I have all of her notes. Yeah. Yeah, we also have Travel with Jane, so you have yeah. a couple of good resources. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, Elizabeth, if you <clears throat> seek into the archives, we were all on Camp Experience Global Sisterhood Travel to Iceland in 2019. So amazing. Where we wet, met with the mayor of Akureyri, Iceland, and eight of her women, <laughs> and all of those Interviews are now at campexperience.com under Global Sisterhood. So check that out on the Global Sisterhood page. How do people find you, Elizabeth? Just say that. So www.rgo-cpa.com or 303-758-5558, extension 119, or call Betsy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Betsy is the center of finding Elizabeth always, you know, her wing girl. And she golfs with me upon occasion. A very small occasion. Um, To end today, we always like you to pick a random card, so please pick a miscellaneous ladies card from a very fancy deck called the dream big live big deck and tell us who you got we'll answer this question so you got fly a very beautiful piece of art and it says what will you launch what will i launch this year i would really i know this is boring as hell but i'd really like to get our website updated for rgo because it's just a little bit dated or a lot dated or ancient (laughs) i should say so that would be a good thing to launch launch a new website yeah well i tell you um if I were one of your fellow partners, I would be so thankful for your dedication you. to all things RGO. Again, a accounting and tax firm in Denver, Colorado. They can help you anywhere in the world. But just to look to someone who is a great mom, a great business partner, a great friend, a great golfer, <laughs> and who uh, is also kind and uh, really committed to making the world a better place. Elizabeth, thank you for being on Boost Power Podcast. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, so take some of these ideas and stories from Elizabeth Moore and encourage, I just encourage you to just add them. Add them into who you are and what you are doing in this world. Please share this podcast with others who can benefit from our uplifting energy 
and ideas. This is your host, Betsy Weirsman. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.